In life, it's very important to be open to invitation. Uh, and that means if you're invited somewhere by someone or by something, that you follow up. Uh, because it's through invitation that we have the possibility, the opportunity of synchronicity. Uh, <coughs> and another word for synchronicity is coincidence. And another word for coincidence is Ashkocha. And another word for Ashkocha is Nisim. Miracles. That's where it happens. Uh, how does Hashem get you to go somewhere, to do something? He invites you. You, you get invited somewhere. With technology, we preclude that possibility. We don't realize how much we limit ourselves with technology. So we know already how the algorithms narrow our, our access to information. You only see what, more and more of what you, what you like to see. So there's less and less opportunity to, to be exposed to something which Hashem wants you to see, which doesn't come into your norm. The same applies as the difference between browsing a library and doing a search. Um, if you do, it's, it's the same as we've talked once before, navigating with ways or just following your, your intuition, which way should I go today? If you say, which way should I go today? You open the possibility for invitation. You see a beautiful road, you see a beautiful tree, you want to go past it, you can be invited into a situation and that's where you find Hashgokha. Um, just as if somebody invites you to a situation that can be Hashgokha. When you, uh, when you follow ways, you're being directed, you're not being invited. You're not being attracted to something, you're being pushed to something by an algorithm. So you're taking the emotion out of the equation. And the, uh, and the same applies when you do a search on Google or whatever engine you use. You're doing a search. You're determining your criteria. You're, you're determining what you want to find. You're not opening it for the Rebbeinu to say, you know what, I know you're looking for X, but I'm going to show you why. It's, you need to see why. You think you need to see X, but you need to see Y on the way. You don't see that when you're using technology. But when you browse in a, um, uh, in a, uh, among this forum, you, you do. You see things that you... And, and perhaps if I look at, at my life, perhaps some of the greatest here at the Dishmai has been opening a sofa randomly on a page that I need at that time in a way that is unbelievable. That's probably more, there's been more miracle in that area of my life than in any other particular area, area including yesterday. So there's a sefer I've never seen before, Tsofnat Panach. They've got the Ragachova, they're now doing the Ragachova on Shas. They've taken from his notes on his, on his Gomorrah, and they've, and they've published his notes on the Gomorrah. The Ragachova, like the Vilna Gorn, is just a series of of references here, yeah, there, there. It's the story of his invitation to go places. And, and the Bira Gro that I spend a lot of time on is the same kind of thing. It's their invitation of how they went from one place to another to another and saw the pattern and saw the, saw the connectedness um, that, that they had. I wonder if there would have been a Vilna Gon or there would have been a Ragachova if they had Google, if they had access to searches, if, it would, if they would ever have been able to do what they did. Uh, in terms of being able to see the whole. And I just picked it up because I was curious in it. And I opened it on a page in the introduction, and there was a reference to Agamora and Dafyutes on that page. Um, and it dealt with what we've been speaking about the last few days. Can you learn from one place of Shas to another? That's what it was dealing with. And so I took out my phone, as you might have seen, after, after Davening yesterday, and I photographed the pages, and I, I, I learned them at home because they're so amazing, and I'm going to learn some of it with you. So the Gemara is at the bottom of Dafyu Tesum with Aleph, where the Gemara says, Is there anything like, like empty space on the, on the Schach, which is less than three Tvochim, where the Din is, 
it's mitztaref. We treat it as if the sukkah is covered. It doesn't puzzle the sukkah because you've got three tfokhin of empty space. But you can't sit under it. Ask the Gemara, is there anything like that? That it itself is puzzle, but when it's mixed together, it, and it's not even mixed, it's, it's not like it's bottle. You can see it. There's a hole. There's a hole in the schach. And that hole in the schach doesn't damage the schach, but, but you can't sit under it. Is there anything like that? Answers the Gemara, Omar Rabbi Yitzchak ben El Yoshiv. Rabbi Yitzchak ben El Yoshiv is, very, is an in, interesting person. Rabbi Yitzchak ben El Yoshiv we find in Tainis, in Davchot Gimel of Tainis, he, um, he had a Talmud Rabbi Mana, I think Rav Mana was a Talmud of, of Rabbi Yitzchak ben El Yoshiv, who complained that his in-laws, who were very, very wealthy, were bullying him and making his life miserable. So he said, then let them lose their money. So they lost their money. Then he came and said, now they've got no money, they're making my life, I can't learn, I've always got to do things for them, I've got to get things, they can't do anything themselves. He said, so let them get rich again. So they got rich again. And then he said to his, to his rabbi, to Rabbi Yitzchak ben Yoshif, my wife's terribly ugly, she really turns me off. He said, okay, so let's, let her become beautiful, and she became gorgeous. And then she became arrogant, and she ignored him, and she was flirted with other people, he was making his life a misery. So he said, let her become ugly again then. So she became ugly again. So one doesn't mess with Rabbi Yitzchak ben Yoshif. So Rabbi Yitzchak ben Yoshif said, in, yes, we do have examples of this. Titani roch yochiach. Don't you know the, the, the Mishnah in, in, uh, in, in Mikvos? What is the din there? That if you have mud, mud, but it's liquid, you can't use that for a mikveh. Even if it's not Maim Shuvim, even if everything's good, it's natural water, you can't dip yourself in muddy water. But if the mikveh isn't full, isn't the full 40 sa'ah, you can fill it up, you can add muddy water to it and make it kosher. So there you've got an example of something which in itself is not kosher, but, but, but if you, when, when you put it as part of the mikveh, even though you can see the muddiness, it, it's still okay, the mikveh the is the same. And Tosus goes into the question of, is, is there really such a comparison or isn't there? Uh, be that as it may, isn't that fa- fascinating? Here you've got Rav Yitzchak ben Yoshif going to, to Hilchus Mikvos to, to sort out a din in the Schach of a Sukkah. So it's, it's on that, and I just want to go through a few pieces from this piece that, uh, that I'm mentioning. No, it doesn't seem to be just, just Midin Rov. It doesn't seem that one is actually able to be Mashlim, and, be, and the reason that it isn't be is because even if you can see it, it's still, it, it's not bottle in the sense that you can't, that you can't see it. Um, and he goes in to explain the, the, the Ragachovas Derech, which in a way is similar to the Vilna Gons, although the Ragachovas is more specific about it. Um, how, as we see in this Gemara included, one can learn one thing from another. Uh, it doesn't mean one can. Uh, he brings a, some, some, a beautiful piece from, from uh, Rabbi Yeshua Heshel Levine, who was the first biographer of the Vilna Gon, about 70 years after the Vilna Gon's life, wrote Aliot Eliyahu, which is one of the most authoritative works on the life of the Vilna Gon. And he talks about how not everybody can do that, that idea of being able to get to the essence of something to such a degree. Um, but, but that is the principle. And he quotes uh, from a, a, um, a Tosefta, which I bring in the sources, where the Tosefta says, If you're asking a question, this is talking about when the Dayonim are discussing and cross-examining, um, if you ask a question which is off off topic. You must say, I'm about to ask a question which is off topic. Just by the way, I need to know such and such. You introduce your question in a way where you say that it's off topic. Look at this. 
You never have to apologize for being off topic when you ask a question in Torah. Because the whole of Torah is interconnected. There's no such thing as off topic. It's all one concept. And that's how you see over here. Is it off topic to be talking about sukkah and you bring a raya from mikvos? No, it's not off topic. Kola Torah in Yerechot. The whole of Torah is one Indian, says the, says the Tosefta. And then he brings some amazing things from the, the Telzerov, Rav Abram Yitzchak Bloch. And he says, um, he brings an interesting thing. The Ragat Shova used to often speak to the Avnei Nezer. The Avnei Nezer was a big one of bringing Raya's across Shas from one to another. And he said to the Hasidim, to the Sochachova Hasidim of the Avnei Nezer, you think that your Rebbe is a Boki Bashas. I'll tell you he's a Boki in six Shasas. Which he said meant that every one of the Sedorim for him were, were Limudim in the whole of Shas. Each one, each Seder, illuminated Shas. So it's six, really, six to the power of six, isn't it, really? Because each one illuminates all the others. That, that, that's how he understood Shas. That each Seder was a key to the whole of Shas. And he saw them nested within each other that way. It's a different way of, of, of understanding. And then he brings this piece from um, the, the Telzerov, Rebav Ram Bloch, who was my father's Rebbe. So it makes sense to me why this all appeals to me so clearly. Um, so he explains, Rebav Ram Bloch explains that with, um, when, it's, when we're dealing with Agadita, the philosophic part of Torah, he says, you start pratim. you get a principle and you extrapolate detail from principle. But when you're dealing with Haloch, it's the other way around. You'd start with, with details. The Torah gives us details of halacha, not principles and philosophy. And from the details, you extrapolate the philosophy. Uh, and he goes on to discuss that. Uh, because when you're learning, says, says the Telzeroch, you've, you've got to take all the details and develop them into one underlying principle. We've talked about first principles. That's the message. And then find the yesod, the foundation of that klal. And the foundation of that foundation. And the deeper you go, ultimately you'll find one principle, which will include many yesodot. Now you know you're getting to truth. You're getting to the essential things. Because the entire Torah is one emes. It's one true principle. And it's like the Koatariag mitzvahs nichlulu baaseros hadibros. All of the 613 mitzvahs are included in the Ten Commandments. And all of the Ten Commandments are included in Anochi and Lo Yeyeh. And Anochi and Lo Yeyeh bedibur echod neemru. So you've got everything's in the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are in the first two commandments. The first two commandments are really one commandment. So the, the idea of oneness... The whole of Torah is oneness, and one has to get that. And he says, When a person really gets deep into the Torah, you can get to the deeper principles. And depending on your intellectual capacity and your knowledge of Torah and the depth of your learning, you can get to the very essence of Torah, and then he quotes his father, the um, the, the, the Shiradas. You can get so deep in your understanding of Torah that you attach yourself to the foundations of the 
of the highest chokma of the Rebbeinu Shalom. So Dota Torah kivshono shel alam v'domei adavar keshalshelit arucha hamishtalshelit milamala lamata. It's like a long chain that comes from the top to the bottom. When you shake the bottom link, you're shaking the long one. A person who has a developed sensibility for Torah, a sense, it's not just an intellect, somebody who has a sense of Torah and refined, when he's learning, he can hear the sounds at the upper end of the, of the Torah that he's learning, where the Torah connects with the Rebbeinu And with that understanding of the essence of the piece of Torah he's learning, and he's connecting right to the essence of the Rebbeinu Shalom, that directs his actions down here. That gives content to what he's doing here. So that his life down in this world is aligned to the refined sounds of, of the upper world that he's able to arouse through his connection via the, the, the Torah that he's learning. So that's, the, um, uh, that, that's part of the piece that goes on and on, but I just wanted you to, to get that sense of understanding of the Achdus HaTorah and why it is that the Gemara over and over again, we've got to be very careful. We can't just do that with our, own, with our own logic. But as we learn and we get deeper and deeper to understand that different parts of the Torah are connected because there's one underlying principle. So there's an underlying principle to many different sugyas, but ultimately there's one underlying principle to call HaTorah Kula. Mm-hmm.